Folks, I'm going to bring you back almost 20 years for the intro to today's show. August 2002 in Croke Park, to be precise. Sligo v Armagh in the All-Ireland quarterfinal. I was lucky enough to be a part of the Sligo team that day. And we were, as people expected, losing with 12 minutes to go. Five points down to be exact. Armagh were good at grinding teams down, at slowing the play when they were ahead. And it was tough to play against. Got too much for one of the lads who unleashed a right hook to the head of one of the Armagh players and got sent off. So we're now a man down, five points down. But what followed was one of the most amazing experiences of my life. A full house in Crow Park and some of the biggest roars I have ever heard as we clawed our way back into the game, bit by bit, point by point, until it came to injury time and we were level. As discussed with Eamon O'Hara on this show a few weeks ago, we had them on the ropes. And remember, folks, this was the team who went on to win that 2002 All-Ireland Championship. They were struggling big time and we just needed to land that knockout blow. But the final whistle came first. And I remember feeling, I just don't want this to end. This is so much fun. And if we can just keep it going a little bit longer, we are going to achieve something really special. But unfortunately, dear listeners, all good things come to an end, including this season of In the Lamplight. Slightly sooner than expected, lads, but a strange set of circumstances have conspired against us. Fill us in, Luke. It sounds like the setup for a panto, doesn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Luke is the bad guy. Luke is the strange set of circumstances. circumstances. (laughs) I was nearly, I was nearly expecting there. uh, You know, it's like a strange set of circumstances, and then yeah, pop that little uh, pyro thing on the floor with the smoke, and and Tonto does the chimes, and out I step from behind (laughs) the side of the stage. Say, off out of the stage, off out of the stage (laughs) on on a hydraulic riser. Okay, boys and girls, this is what has happened. That'd be great. That's what we'll do next year in the lamplight, the panto. Absolutely. Oh, Jesus, very good. Who's going, very be, good. who's going to be the band? Because we can't be the band. I'll be the band. Well, I get the house band. <laughs> <laughs> the, in the, the lamplight house band. The, absolutely. No, the villain in this particular instance is is the plague, uh, the COVID. Uh, I got, I got, uh, I got the COVID. I got riddled um, last Monday. I got a text massage to let me know, <laughs> let me know that I was a close contact. Um, and it's funny kind of when that happens, like you hear of it happening to everybody else. And, but when it happens to you, I don't know, Michal, you, you have an experience to share here, I'm sure. But when you get the text and you open your phone, and you're like, your head's just like, oh, I'm, no, like the, you can't take a minute to process it and then straight away start going, I'm supposed to be doing that and then I'm supposed to be doing that. And then I was with that person and then I saw that person last night and you just start mm. going into overdrive about where you've been and where you're supposed to be and everything. And this was only about uh, two hours before we were supposed to record last Monday. And, yeah. and we had somebody travel a fair distance to come in and uh, record with us last Monday. We were looking forward to that. So, um, I went and got myself some antigen tests and uh, I took two of them and they were both positive. So that was kind of... That was That's a fair enough. Uh, that that's a fair over. enough assessment. <laughs> that was game over for last week. Um, so that's what happened to last week's episode because then I had to stay in my uh, bedroom um, with Meals on Wheels all week. I don't think I had... <laughs> quite, I hadn't got quite as good a Meals on Wheels service as... Uh, as Michal did. No, um, no, I was lucky. Luke, it's a lot closer to home 
when you get that text message because for so long you're kind of thinking that would never happen to me and when you get that text message it's just like hardly no way no way is this happened to me because you hear you haven't even like a lot of my friends hadn't even got it at the time and when it happens it's just like what now like what is this like uh, it's the scariest feeling because it's 10 days of doom and gloom (laughs) we won't we won't rock around the bush there no, it is doom and gloom. It's the most miserable. It's it's not uh, it's not like having a holiday. It's not like having a nice bit of time off. It's it's maybe like that for one day, and then you get a couple of symptoms and you start to feel a bit miserable, and you have two or three days of that, and then when you get out the other side of that, you've still got maybe five or six days where you've still got to sit in the room and at that stage the novelty of the whole thing has worn off and mm-hmm. you, you, this is what I found myself doing right I found myself in the room and I, you know I'm doing what I can to pass time I'm playing a, a game I'm watching a TV show or something but you, you get bored of doing that from one end of the day to the other so I found myself at, at times just like lying, even though I wasn't tired lying down in bed and just kind of hoping, doing nothing and just hoping, I uh, hope I'm just going to fall asleep here now because that'll pass a bit of time. Pass, yeah, like time, time warp your time uh, through yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I just let me go to sleep because <laughs> then at least when I'm asleep, I'll forget how immeasurably bored I am. Sure. Um, so that, but Luke, you're yeah. feeling, for all our listeners who are worried about you, you're feeling okay, I'm gathering. You wouldn't believe the amount of emails I got from listeners concerned about mm. me because I think they put two and two together. <laughs> they figured, like, when I wasn't in the video last week, that it it, it must have been maybe that myself or Rory were sick. I'd say, Rory, you probably got a ton of fan mail as well, just inquiring oh, as to how you were. Jeez, a serious amount, Luke. Couldn't keep I, up with it. Actually, I must apologise to all the people who've sent fan mail who I haven't responded to yet, and I'm going to take this break to respond to them all personally because I got that much it's going to take me that length of time you know <laughs> I haven't even passed John my mail that I've got free because a lot of people <laughs> a lot of people didn't know what email address to send it to so they sent it through me I need to get that in the post tea fairly soon well, it's very much, yeah uh, we look we appreciate it you know it's always nice to know the fans are thinking of us <laughs> <laughs> Michal what did you find like over the course of kind of staying in the the, the room for the, the the ten days or, or or whatever it was, what did you find that you were most looking forward to when you were eventually going to be allowed back out of the room? Oh my god! I actually I don't know because a pint wasn't on my mind because I had no taste, so I couldn't actually care for a pint even in the room. Mm. Even if someone brought one to my window, I wasn't really bothered. To be honest, it was a bit of fresh air, and it was just to stretch the legs and not walk in the same whatever two meter, three meter, four meter squared that my room is, you know. Um, I was looking forward to getting back to work. I was really looking forward to getting out to ye because I'd missed one week um, and I was getting out on the Monday. So that was probably my my next thing to look forward to. But what were you most, what are you most looking forward to? I think the thing that I'm most looking forward to is, is walking around my own house without having to have a mask on. Mm. Uh, because that's a strange, yes. that's a very strange kind of byproduct of the thing. Because, okay, fair enough, it's stay in your room, but at some point you have to go to the toilet. And at some point you have to go to the shower. Uh, and, you know, at some point if you're the only one in the house for a, a day or two and the other person or people you live with are away, you've got to go down to the fridge and get yourself a dinner or whatever. So self-isolation and staying in your room is not 
like 100% practical. So there were times when I had to move around the house that I'd be putting on a, two pairs of plastic gloves um, and uh, a mask on and walking around the house disinfecting Infecting stuff and wiping down door handles <laughs> with wipes after me. Like I was making, you know, just cutting the cross on in the morning with two pairs of plastic gloves on and a mask. I was like, where the fuck am I? I'm working in a deli in my own kitchen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not know? an ideal setup now, in fairness. No. Not an ideal setup. And that's, I think that's the thing. You feel quite invaded and, and a little bit um, violated when you're having to do that kind of stuff in your own house, which is supposed to be your space. Sure. Your safe space, you, you know. So, I, I, yeah, I can't wait to get out of bed on Thursday morning when I'm allowed out again and walk around the house without a mask on. That's the number one thing I'm looking forward to. We can't wait Brilliant. to see you, Luke. Oh, I can't wait to see you again. <laughs> just to oh. clarify for the listeners, we're on Zoom at the moment, um, just like in the glory days of season 1.5 back in January and February of this year. So uh, it's a strange feeling to be back uh, recording on Zoom. But just to uh, expand on the story, so so yeah, Luke, um, Luke got COVID last week and so we couldn't record last week's episode. Um, but then... Uh, I suppose we're just looking ahead with a few episodes planned before Christmas, but things just things just got busy, Rory. Oh, for sure, for sure. I don't know if anyone's seen the barbershop leading into December, but uh, it goes pretty bananas, you know. Um, and I just think with all the various different bits and pieces, all the all the uh, extra pressures that Christmas kind of adds to the daily lives of us, all of us do various different things around Christmas. I have a barbershop and also obviously a production company that's going to be pretty busy. And yeah, when Luke was put on the back burner and then we were kind of all put on the back, or we're kind of all on the back foot then trying to chase our tails. Uh, it just seemed like we were, we you know, like the, the best decision was to, was to just chill it out rather than getting too stressed out about the whole situation. Just chill out a little bit and, uh, and take a little break, you know. Yeah, and the thing that I've found for me is that because I had to kind of cancel or postpone the guts of two weeks worth of work, that's a lot of that is still work that, you know, needs to happen before Christmas or people that want to get their studio dates in before Christmas and stuff. And just because uh, I got COVID and I kind of had to sit out for the guts two weeks doesn't mean that all my deadlines moved back two weeks sure. so absolutely uh, the next couple of weeks are just going to be absolutely bananas for me trying to um make up for a lot of that last time so yeah, i think just in general for all i like what well, this time last year we were putting out a podcast a week but we had kind of batch recorded them and we were doing a lot less than we are now because we weren't out doing gigs and we weren't you know promoting albums and this, the studio wasn't as like life was a lot quieter this time last year so um sure it, yeah yeah you live and learn, folks, um, and we will, <laughs> we will certainly be back with a bang in the new year. Um, but for now, we have one last Hall on the streets. Talking to your average Joes, a random question he will pose. What he'll ask, one never knows. What's your favourite movie? Savoury or fruity? Do you like a sushi? Oh, it's Hall on the... Well, lads, what's the crack? Streets. Oh. If you were an animal for one day, what animal would you be? Elephant. Why an elephant? Because they're big, they can die of heartbreak. A kangaroo. Why a kangaroo? I just like the fact that they're just naturally good at boxing. Probably a cat. Why a cat? Because they take so many naps. I'd be a frog. Why? Nobody ever picks frog. 
<laughs> what do you like about a frog? Absolutely nothing. But you know, you feel sorry for them. No one ever picks a frog. Like, I like to be a panda. Oh, why are you a panda? So I can sit on my backside and does eat bamboo all day. Uh, probably a wolf, just because like, they're very free to do whatever they want and just live in the wilderness. Can you do a good howl? Give us a wee howl. Go on, go on. Give us a howl. Go on. <laughs> probably a sloth. Why a sloth? Because they don't do anything. It's just an easy life. <laughs> oh, be a dog. Why a dog? Oh, Jesus, you've got no care in the world at all. You just run about the place like. I'd be a donkey. <laughs> Why a donkey? Because the mother calls me donkey. And uh, can you give us your best impression of a donkey? Uh, how he's getting on, it's uh, Leo Riker here. Fox? Oh, why a fox? Smart. <laughs> ah, dog. Why a dog? Still around humans for years, so a bit of normality. Oh, a water buffalo. <laughs> why a water buffalo? <laughs> <laughs> They're sitting in the bath all day. That's their bath, like. It's me on the streets. Was that was that was that Mark Kennedy at the end of that? That was it Kennedy. Sure it was. surely was, yeah. It oh, what, sure was. I met him up in Letter Kenny and he was just like, Me on Carney, what's the crack? And I was like, You might <laughs> have good here, Mark. I was gonna say that uh, you weren't in Sligo for that. There was a lot of Dundee Gall accents in there. Yeah, great accents, great accents. Lads, I have to ask you now. I'll start off with you, Luke, because I think I think you'll have a good answer for this. If you were an animal for one day, what would you be? Uh, I'd love to be a bird, I think. A bird of, some kind of a bird of prey, like an osprey or something like that. I think that'd be great. Uh, just be able to be flying about. Uh, I love how the, the choice of bird of prey that you went for was an <laughs> yeah. osprey. Not an eagle that everyone would know. No. We'll just go for do an osprey. See, do you ever see an osprey diving? Diving down no. to just stupid fish. They're, they're absolutely amazing birds. They, they dive down to, to, um, to grab a fish out of the water and they can, their vision is kind of made for spotting fish underwater. But as they're diving, they're compensating for the refraction of the light. They're compensating for where the fish actually is under the water versus where, where it looks like. They're compensating for that the whole way down on their dive and they'll be diving slightly ahead or slightly behind the, wow. the fish. They're absolutely amazing birds. And when they dive, they just streamline their whole body and then just go down like a rocket. Is this linked oh, to your um, desire to get flying lessons, Luke? Probably, yeah. I'd love to be able to just fly around as a bird and there's no COVID at you know, 500 feet. So um, that'd be a, a big plus as well. Luke, have you ever tried FPV drone flying? FPV drone? Is that where you'd be like flying around a drone, but you've got like a, a, a virtual reality headset on or something? And that is exactly what first it is. Person. I'd love that. That'd sure. <laughs> it must be something. I, that's something I will organize for the new year, Luke, for you. As a as a Rory recommends, or I'm not sure, but we'll we'll organise to have you at least feel like you're flying if we can't actually put you in the air. Lovely, a happy little, Christmas, Luke. a little osprey experience <laughs> just just for me. The osprey experience, yes. Okay, Rory, we'll move on to you. If you were an animal for one day, what animal? I would be a dog, and I'd be a dog. I know dog was mentioned a good few times there, but. Mm. Jizz, they're happy little fellas, like. And as your man said, as your man said there, that they don't have a care in the world. I love that. That uh, wouldn't you love it? Out like a, a day or two where you just kind of poutered about, slept on a couch, nipped outside, 
paid against a tree, whatever. It just took it very easy. I'd love to experience that, I think, from their point of view. Also, I saw a video one time which was very interesting. Somebody strapped a GoPro to the back of a dog and then allowed them to run through a field. Did anyone see that? I was seeing that. Yeah. So their perspective, a dog's perspective is a very interesting one. And at full pelt, it's fierce interesting. So I'd love to, I'd love to experience that, I think. Lads, what would Rory be called as a dog, do you reckon? <laughs> now West Rory's <laughs> mate. He'd be mate. <laughs> Very good. I like it. Very yeah. good. Kieran, yeah. what animal would you well, be? Well, first of all, can I just go back to your vox pop me all? Mm. An elephant can die of heartbreak. Apparently so. Apparently so. Is, have, so. You, has, have you ever heard of that before? Humans can die of heartbreak, lads. Yeah. Yeah, I firmly believe that. I really no, it's, 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 a tr- it's a true thing. I can't remember the Latin medical term for it, but the American Heart Association called it broken heart syndrome. Yeah. And it's, I swear to God, it's a true thing. So I imagine if it can happen in any mammal, I've said mammal there and I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. You're <laughs> Am I all right there? Am I? Yeah, you're <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, anyway, I just wanted to go back to that. I suppose I'd, I'd be a cheat of me all. Oh, ah, nice. just the speed, the elegance, the grace of them. They are three things I don't have in abundance and uh, I'd love them for a day. You used to have that on the pitch, though. I thought and you said you would be a cheater because you're always cheating at quizzes. Oh, <laughs> oh talking to quizzes. Well, if the quizzes are on the mind, Luke. God, that's bringing us back a long way. You obviously, uh, you obviously have the memory of an elephant. Uh, <laughs> I do. I used. To, okay. I, I had particular groups of friends that would hate being around me on a night out because it'd be like having a camera all night long. Because I, I always remember everything. Everyone would get up and go, "Oh, jeez, I don't remember much." Last great night. They'd be, so how do you know it was a great night if you can't remember? <laughs> but I, oh, Lukey, always remembered. I love. That's telling a night. You're a nightmare, Luke. I if you remember, you're a nightmare. The embarrassing <laughs> stuff they did the next day. Very good. So, um, speaking of quizzes, as Rory said, uh, Luke uh, wants to avenge uh, the loss he experienced in the, the end of season quiz last season uh, to Rory. Uh, it was 3-2, if I remember correctly. Fixed. <laughs> Luke blasted into a 2-0 lead, only to be caught 3-2 by Rory. So, me I, all... Excuse me, I was not caught by Rory. I was caught by your arseways questions. That was... <laughs> <laughs> At least you have a proper quiz master on your side this time, Luke. Well, but I wouldn't be surprised if you were in cahoots. <laughs> very good, very good. Right, Michal, uh, you are going to conduct the end of season three in the Lamplight Quiz. Yeah, so I was thinking about this and I thought, what a way to end the season with a little song free. What do you Ooh. think? Do you have, do you have oh, a spare yeah. 20 seconds? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, brilliant. Okay, so... <clears throat> Three, two, one. Before this run comes to a close, we can't forget the jokes and quotes that kept us going for months and months. In the lamplight house band, Rory's magic beans, Michal on the streets, Luke's brutal scouse accents. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to grab your seats for the quiz. Oh, very good. Very good. On, very good. Okay. okay. Roll over, okay. Luke. Um, <laughs> lads, before we start, you all have to have like a, a buzzer, but it has to be something different. Luke, what are you going to go with? Cool, Rory. Caca, caca. And Kieran. Ow. <laughs> okay. Actually, I need a higher pitched one, do I? That's not going to shine through. No, that's yeah. fine. That that's perfect. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. I'll give an owl. I'll give an owl screech. 
Okay, that's fine. <laughs> okay, first round is called Who Said That? <clears throat> Question number one. This is a quote from who? There's a couple people up the front shouting at me. Somebody was shouting, I love you. So I had to say, I love Coco, you. Coco, Coco. Rory Maitland. Owen Troy from your Vox Pop from the first episode. Point number one goes to the mate. What a guy. Brilliant. Who let the dogs out? Question number two, ladies and gentlemen. Who said this? There's a sense from our point of view that at least we are going to go in there with a shout. Was it Kieran Quinn? It sure was. Kieran, I put you in I put you in an awful place there. I'm sorry. I love how Quinn didn't get his own <laughs> quote. That's brilliant. <laughs> what that was, was that? Was that was that from the interview with, with Eamon O'Hara? It sure was, was. Kieran. We don't have to go into it if you don't want to. We don't have to. We don't have to. Okay. Talk about question. dying a heartbreak. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, question number three. It's as Irish as getting a clip at the back of the legs <laughs> by Roy Maitland. Yeah, I'll finish that off. It's very good. I love this quote. Uh, it's as I just getting a clip at the back of the legs by a wooden spoon after you've trimmed your sister's fringe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just fantastic. Okay. Number four. Who said this? You didn't happen to wander into a bar with an owl armor. Oh, I, was close, like, I was there first, Luke. I was there first. It was Luke Devaney. Split the points. Okay. Who said it? Luke Devaney did. Very he good. says that. Very good. Okay. This is, am I going to, this is the last one. And who said that? Okay. Acting and drama studies is a proper degree. <laughs> yeah. Kieran Quinn. No, it's me. That's uh, minus a point for Luke, isn't it? <laughs> it <laughs> Absolutely. No, it is. It negative is. marking, Luke. We decided at the start. Yeah, no, we yeah, didn't yeah. decide. <laughs> no, in, in the interview with Michal Kearney, Michal Kearney stressed that acting and drama studies is a proper degree. So I have to take that one off you, Luke, and uh, I have to give one point to the other boys. Okay. No! <laughs> I can't do that! What? Okay, okay. Very okay. good. This is actually another one in who said this. Um, Keen Egan talks about the beginnings. This isn't a quote. Keen Egan talks about the beginnings of Westlife in his interview. Who put their finger over one head? Eat on the Oh, Luke again. I, yeah, I do believe maybe Kieran Quinn might have been in before me oh, there. Was it, Luke, was it Kieran? Kieran? I think Sorry. he said, you, I think you he just, said, eep, or you, something you like that. You just hadn't heard my screech yet, lads. I hadn't had the opportunity <laughs> to let it out. Um, <laughs> that was Louis Walsh, I do believe, Michal. Very good. He said, looks much better as a five, right? Very yes. good, Kieran. Is Kieran in the lead now? I think he is. Is he feckin' the lead? That's the first <laughs> one he's answered. Okay, <laughs> New round. I don't really know. This is kind of a miscellaneous round. Okay. Question number seven. We've got three questions left. Okay. What song did Aaron O'Hara pick for the end? Kieran. The Parting Glass. What? I, I said... <laughs> <laughs> Kieran is running away with this quiz. What? <laughs> okay. Second last question. Luke, you can still claw it back. Rory, I'm not so sure. Question number eight. Four of us jumped into the sea at Rockley, okay? What time did we arrange to meet in Davis's car park that morning? Coco! Lukey. Half nine. No, no. Rory sent in a text at half nine. Wait, wait we, a second. We arranged to meet there for half nine. We didn't. Quarter past ten. 
wrong, Kieran. I'll just take the points after the lads got it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, Very Rory, Rory texted into the group chat at half nine. He said, meet at 10 o'clock at Davis's car park. There you go now. Sorry, uh, Luke. Sorry, Luke. You lose another point, Luke. You're, no! in, the, you're in the doghouse, man. You're in the doghouse. Rory's doghouse. Okay. Ha, hold, hold on. No, stall the fucking digger there for a minute now. <laughs> one of the other lads got that wrong as well. How come I'm the only one losing points? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I'd like to pick on you, Rory. Sorry. I only had one point, I think. Well, you have none now. You have none now. <sighs> Sorry, Rory. That's all right. Okay, last question. Last question. And lads, okay, I'm going to put this out there. You can win the whole quiz if you get this. Brilliant. Okay. I, love, I love fetishes like this. Rory, you're still <laughs> in it. Okay. It's like, a, it's like an under sevens training match. <laughs> yeah. Where, like, where one team is way ahead. Uh, yeah. But just in order to keep, keep everyone happy, next goal wins, lads. Yeah. Next goal wins. <laughs> Question number nine, because question number 10, I don't know why it didn't happen. Anyway, question number nine and final question. Give me some tense music there. What is Ian Dempsey's favorite Westlife song? Swear it again. Oh, Luke. Did I, what did I say before this quiz? You just get one point for that answer. I think Kieran's after winning that quiz, did he? <laughs> don't. I think so, Mio. I think so. I think so. Like we were joking about the next goal win, surely. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. We're not under sevens. Um, yeah, lads, that is the quiz. That is a sum up, a brief sum up of season three. What a season it was. Great interviews and great chats. Yeah, class. Mighty quiz, Mihal. Fair play to you, Mihal. Thank you. Thank what are you on about mighty quiz? That was the biggest pile of shite. <laughs> <laughs> Sore loser. I didn't lose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love this. I love this. Thank you, Michal, for the quiz. And folks, we hope uh, you guys at home got on better at the quiz than Luke did. Um, moving on, we are going to play some music. Um, and we are going to play a piece of music from the Team Night album, which is coming out on Friday, Friday the 3rd of December. Uh, Luke and I were flat out for the summer recording and mixing this. Uh, we had a great crack, Luke. What are your What are your memories of the whole thing? Uh, it was a fairly intense process, wasn't it? I, I think it's probably one of the m more intense projects that I've I've worked on over the last couple of years. Um, right up there with the two online theme nights, maybe even maybe even more so because it was a f such a focus on like this is this is a recording, this is an album, and it's you know. There was an, an immense level of detail involved, but uh, it was really enjoyable. Really nice selection of songs, such a nice gang of people involved. And, um, you know, it always felt achievable. And, and I think we did a really good job and I can't wait for people to hear it. Yeah, yeah, no, me, me too. Um, have you one sort of standout memory from, the, from, from the, the recording process of any moment where you heard something and you go, oh, that's, that's special, that is class? Yeah, well, I, I don't think it was as much that I heard something, because to be honest, it was nothing that I heard that I I didn't think would come out well, you know? Um, you put good in, you get good out. But I, I did really enjoy the moment when um, when Joanne uh, came in to record her vocal. So Joanne is the person that uh, entered your uh, little um, competition thing to get a, a new person involved. And... Um, She's singing, uh, there's a guy who works down the chip shops, Rosie's Elvis. It was a really nice moment when she came into the Hawkswell to sing with the band. And I, she seemed like she was a bit nervous, but then, 
you just you couldn't she couldn't hide the, the 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 buzz on her face when she had headphones on and the whole band was kicking in around her and she had a big smile on her face and she sang it a couple of times and every time she sang it you could just see her getting more and, and more buzzed um I, I really enjoyed that just seeing someone get a, a thrill out of that yeah for sure what about you Karen? Uh, my, I I just remember being in the studio with you, Luke, and I think it was just um, it was just myself and yourself, uh, and Sandy Kelly and Sandy's daughter Barbara, um, and the three of us were in the control room, and we had already recorded Sandy's tr- track, as in the piano, the violin, and the guitar to go underneath her vocal, um, and. Sandy was just in the other room and I couldn't see her. I just had the headphones on and I was listening. And Sandy sang The Isle of Inish Free, which is an old song and has been around for years and lots of people have sung it. But I just remember sitting in the control room and saying to you afterwards, I wonder now, is this going to be the definitive version of this song? Do you know, just, oh, yeah? just when I heard Sandy's vocal coming through, it just felt like it was a real moment. And she was just connecting with this song so well, delivering it just incredibly. I remember just thinking, are we, are we witnessing history here? Do you mm. know, just that the way, look, time will tell and, and, and people will get to hear this very soon. Um, but just the way she delivered that song for me was unbelievable. Yeah. And, you know, I think it has to be said as well that she sang it once. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She sang it once. That's the, you know, that's one vocal take. It might be, it could well be the only track on the entire album that's, you know, just one solid vocal take from start to finish. I mean, I'm sure people are under no illusions about how these things are put together. There's multiple takes done in nearly everything when you're recording an album like that. But that was one take she sang it once and she absolutely nailed it unreal yeah well well look i guess folks you'll be able to hear that version from this friday uh you can you can ask me for the album i'm come meet you anywhere and get it out of the boot of my car <laughs> and, uh, and give you your copy or else it'll be uh, in the record room it'll be in Lieber, it'll be on spotify on itunes all the usual spots and um, for now we're going to play um i think luke one of both of our favourite tracks from the album. Mm. We both really enjoyed putting this one together and it, it gives us a real feel-good feeling, I think. So um, this is uh, Mark Knopfler's Going Home um, featuring featuring Shamie O'Dowd on the guitar. It was from Team Night 13 years ago, film music, and it was a real hit at the time. And we, we put a new piano intro to it and, you know, put the strings and horns and the full band and the whole shebang behind it. And, you know, it starts off quiet, but it really builds and builds, folks. And uh, stick with it. Um, uh, I, I reckon you can't but have a smile on your face by the end of it. This is Going Home. Bye. 
Ah, <laughs> what do you think of that, folks? I love Unreal. hearing that again. I love hearing that. Uh, it just, it just gets me, gets it's, me happy. It's really uplifting, isn't it? It's it is so it's, uplifting, especially when all that brass kicks in. Yeah, on the last chorus with the melody and Shamey soloing away behind it is class. Anyway, folks, we are going to give you one last Rory recommends for this season. What do you got for us this week, Rory? <laughs> Roll the music. What would you do if I said no? I'm not rolling the music. <laughs> <laughs> you quiz you get. You'll get no music from me. <laughs> if your life is feeling grey, like a dull and cloudy day, we can chase your blues away. Roll and recommend you something to defend you from the boredom that offends you. Also fix your hairdo. It's Rory recommends. Oh. Okay, lads. This uh, this week's Rory recommends is. Look, it's short and sweet, lads. I'm taking inspiration from the message at the top of this show. Uh, so all of us made the decision to close this season early um, just because we had so much on. And as we said at the start, Luca now has tons of stuff to do. Blah, 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 blah. So my Rory recommends for this week is for everyone to evaluate their, their current circumstances of work uh, and their work-life balance and maybe make adjustments to their work-life balance leading up to the, one of the busiest times of the year to maybe just look after themselves and make sure that they're, that, they're kept in a, that they're kept nice and happy leading into the festive period and there's no problems for them. So that's my Rory Recommends this week, lads. Reevaluate your work-life balance if you can. Uh, and it's a be- leading up to Christmas, we were talking about this off-air, but leading up to Christmas and the, the, starting into the new year is a great time to reevaluate and find balance. So, uh, yeah, I think if, if, if anyone's listening to this and, and, and maybe feels like they've got an awful lot on, you can always do a little bit of tweaking, a little bit of changing, and it, it's not, nothing's ever the end of the world, you know? Lovely, Rory. Well said, well very, said. Very nice. What a lovely Christmas message. And folks, um, thank you so much to you all for uh, listening this season. Uh, it's been it's been great. Uh, it's been great to have Michal as part of the team, lads. Unreal. Michal, your first season so is finished. What do you reckon? Best time of my life, lads. <laughs> Honest to God. I genuinely hope for your sake it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> you, you've had a lot of best times of your life, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> no, like... I thought Berlin, I was, doing that Berlin was the best time of your life, even though you didn't find an armadillo's arse. I know. No, in fairness, when I was doing that quiz today, it just put such an emphasis on the laugh I had. Like, I don't know about you. Like, you probably, I don't know where you bored out of your heads. I wasn't. I fucking had a great time at home. And I know, I had studio, a great time as well, me It was serious crack. So thank you for getting me involved. Like, there's plenty to come when we get back at it. Absolutely. We look forward to, to working with you again in the new year. Folks, we're going to play out the show with one more song from the Team Night album. Uh, this one has a Christmas, Christmassy twist. Um, it features myself on piano. It features a gorgeous string arrangement from Luke. And the vocal, the signature vocal almost on this song by this stage for Sligo people from Owen Troy. This is River. And if you find yourself in front of Owen Troy, make sure you go up and tell him you love him. Hi. <laughs> it's coming on Christmas. Cutting down trees Putting up reindeer Singing songs of joy and peace So I wish I had a river I could skate away on Now it don't snow here It stays pretty green 
Gonna make a lot of money and I'm gonna quit this crazy scene Oh, I wish I had a river I could skate away on I wish I had a river so long I could teach my feet to fly I wish I had a river I could skate away on I made my baby cry Tried hard to help me Put me at ease Love me so naughty Made me weak in the knees Oh, I wish I had a river I could skate away on I'm so hard to handle I'm selfish and I'm sad Now I've gone and lost the best baby That I ever had Oh, I wish I had a river I could skate away on I wish I had a river so long I could teach my feet to fly I wish I had a river I could skate away on I made my baby say goodbye It's coming on Christmas Cutting down trees Putting up reindeers, singing songs of joy and peace Oh, I wish I had a river I could skate away on Wish I had a river I could skate away on